Hello there, my friends, and welcome back to Carpo's 15-minute free-thinking podcast. I'll be your host today, as always, Carpo, coming at you from the strange recesses of my own brain, which I realize is fully my perspective. As much as I'd love to have other people on the show and eventually expand into interviews, for now, I'm here discussing things with myself because I have my own mental illnesses and my own perspectives on life, if you will. And people may or may not agree with some of my perspectives on things, and that's what this is all about. This is how I have learned so many things about myself and others, by bouncing ideas off of other people and sharing these thoughts the way I have for the last 10 years. And today's video was, audio, I guess, was going to be really more about this illusion of choice that we have politically, societally, this complete chaos that we are moving into, the Orwellian 1984 or Animal Farm <laughs> type, uh, you know, discussion. And... I kind of laugh at myself whenever I get into these topics because a lot of people roll their eyes or their eyes just glaze over and just don't want to hear about the problems of the world, the problems that our generations face, and how much it resonates with what many people in our past have warned us about. Now, believe you me, as much as I have had my own opinions on conspiracists and and these different opinions about society, especially a lot of these, quote, fringe news or media, alternative media, as they would call themselves. Uh, there's a lot to be said about exposing the crap and the corruption out there. But at the same time, it sells. And if there's ad revenue to be made, if there's pills to be sold, you know, survival kits, there will always be some guy who will tell you whatever you want to hear. He'll make it sound much worse than it is. So, my point being here, a lot of people have tuned out of all the chaos that we're facing in this world. Now, when I thought about this, I originally wanted to talk about mental illness. But I thought, what causes this mental illness? It's something I've been processing for a long time. When I was young, when I was a teenager, I had know-it-all-itis. It's a disease that most teenage boys have, led into my 20s and even early 30s thinking, well, I have this figured out. The rest of the people are idiots. The older generation doesn't know anything, and they're just holding us back. We need progressives. We need to change, you know, uh, the way we do things. And gradually, I was ground and pushed down. I went through a period of anxiety in my life. I've had, you know, my own mental battles with reality, like everyone has, whether they admit it or not. And... After stepping back at an age of 45, I've realized that everything that I've fought to unlearn, because I've been aware of this for 20 years at least, that you know we've been lied to, the government has done experiments on its own people, that there's a constant history of fooling people. But then I thought about this and I thought, how much of this affects how we feel as individuals? holding us back from doing the things we want to do because the system is so completely skewed against the average citizen. You know, I thought about this earlier. 
I've spent a lot of my life trying to understand people because I want to know how people think. I want to know why people think the way they do. But my reason, my intention for that is to better understand my fellow man and lead a better life and help people in any way I can. And I thought about this. I thought, there are some other people out there who have spent every waking moment of their career learning about people as well, but not for the sake of helping people. There are people whose entire careers are based around fooling people. You know, CIA and, you know, infiltration and spy networks, these countries just trying to get one up on each other and steal intellectual property. And there's a part of my brain that says, if humans would just share knowledge with one another, there wouldn't be any need for all this fighting. And it seems too simple to be true. But it really comes down to often this idea of protecting others' rights, as if it's somebody's invention, somebody's idea. Meanwhile, somebody else, is their, their society needs this technology and they're starving, they can't protect themselves. They're going to do whatever they can. And we're living in a different world now than we were even 20 years ago. The ability for technology to completely annihilate us has really taken center stage and it's, it should be sinking in with people how far we've gone here. So as much as we learn about each other and ourselves, we're still animals. We don't want to admit that, but there's still part of us that has this primal brain to survive and to get more acorns than the next squirrel, if you will. And many of us have overcome this, but there's still part in the back of my brain that says, why would we want to overcome our natural tendencies to have emotions, to be angry when we're angry? Because there's part of us as humans that tells us that there's something more to us than just being animals. We know this, we feel it in our hearts, but others hide this away from themselves because it's much better to take control over other people. There are folks who just want to dominate. And the reason I'm talking about this is because ignoring this kind of corruption in our society will not make it go away. It's easy to use this love and light idea that we will have no negative thoughts, we won't worry about those other people, we will just lead our lives as best we can and hide away from it. That's fine. But don't pretend like it's not there. It is there. We deserve better. But then I answered that with a question mark. Do we deserve better? I think that really comes down to your perspective of what it means to be a human. There are nihilists out there who think nothing matters. There are nihilists out there who have created their own reality. <laughs> and believe that everything matters. It really comes down to your perspective on life. There are folks who are religious, who love life, and others who just can't wait to die. There is no one size fits all or one answer to, to, to life. Over the last 20 years or so, there have been a lot more talk about 1984, the book from George Orwell, <clears throat> which, if there's anything to take away from that, it's that in that story, the state allowed the televisions and the technology to spy on the people without the people even knowing, or even if they did know, they, there was nothing they could do about it. The reality was that we chose it. 
that people are actually choosing literally televisions and devices that sit in their homes and listen to them and then at the same time complaining about this overwhelming technology that's spying on them. It's the same mentality of thinking that anybody has any interest in putting microchips in you. They don't need to. We are the dumb ones. We carry our cell phones everywhere. We can't help it. <laughs> you see, they've tapped into our psyche and we've gone along with it. So there is a certain amount of consumer responsibility here. But when there are no options, this is when it becomes corporatocracy, if you will. And as I heard this morning on a cast, Wall Street is the new Main Street. People feel that we're coming out of this pandemic, we're starting to kind of get back to normal, and a lot of us are seeing exactly what the, what, what's been going on the whole time. As the billionaires get richer, that's natural. Everyone's shopping online. Of course that's going to happen. But there's more going on than that. Wall Street and many of these agencies like the Coke, Coke Industries, the Coke Brothers, well, there's one left now, uh, have been buying up housing and renting it back to people. The new landlords of America are going to be the corporations. Jeff Bezos will be renting you your house. And we can't let this happen. But we don't know how to stop it. And so many people are so frustrated and upset that they can work two full-time jobs and still not be able to make rent and pay for food because of the area they live in. We see that what's wrong, and it pisses people off, but there's nothing they can do about it. And when people lose hope, things fall apart. So it's for the betterment of all of us. Another book beyond 1984 was Animal Farm, you know, where there was... You know, dogs, pigs, sheep, all the animals represented parts of society. But I'd like to point out that this book wasn't written about a potential future. This book, Animal Farm, by George Orwell, was actually written about the Russian Revolution in 1917. And it was a warning that what happens, which also known as the Bolshevik Revolution, when it ended... After revolting and wanting better government, they ended up with a worse government than they had before. They ended up with a worse situation. And it is a warning because it's continued to happen over and over. Just like in the United States right now, we have an illusion of choice. We have people fighting amongst, these, amongst these ourselves with you know the same values, the same ideas about what life really means getting hung up on the details with this left and right Republican-Democrat nonsense. Yet there are more independents out there in this country than either party. A lot of people don't even know this. There are more independents that feel like they get sucked in and they have to vote for one side or another than actually support either party. But the bigger thing is that they're both owned by the same companies. <laughs> Goldman Sachs, for example. Spon Wall Street. You know, financed every election, every one of them, both candidates. <sighs> Not just them, but the weapons companies. But we won't get into that today. What it is, is it's like having two bad parents that both argue in front of the kids. And the kid knows that the parents are idiots, that they've been drinking too much, that they're just fighting over stupid shit, and that both of them are actually in the wrong. Even the kid can see this. And that's how 
we must feel as Americans to watch politicians fight over the same stupid shit we've heard him talk about for years. Lip service. I can understand why people get frustrated. I can understand why people fight back. The problem is that we're fighting for the wrong things. We're fighting for a cult of personality, for example. Even what happened on January 6th, I might have kind of snickered at it if it were for the right reasons, if people had a list of demands to actually get our infrastructure fixed, to have our schools fixed, to improve the situation of living for all Americans instead of sending all our money overseas to fight wars that we don't have any interest in. We've been hoodwinked for way too long, and always we've been convincing the public that it's for their own good. And people wonder why we have so much mental illness. People wonder why we have so much addiction. Why so, we have so, many suicide, so much suicide and so much depression. And then when you go to talk about these issues, to bring them up, you get censored online. People are angry, and they don't know what to do. Systemic oppression of the people. It's not just a racial injustice. It's not just a class, even. It's a full-blown control that people want over society that's always been there. It's a systemic oppression against free speech, but it's a slow decay, so it's not noticed. Each generation has a few more rights taken away. And when everybody brings this up, they're considered fringe conspiracists. Even I have called out some of these people, like Alex Jones, for example. Can't stand the guy because he makes up stories. He's a liar. He's a fraud. Many of these extreme right-wing commentators are frauds. But I've had to admit, after listening to any of the lefties over the last five years, they're frauds just as bad, if not worse. Both of all the political parties and all of these left or right-leaning organizations have completely taken the bait, keeping the division going, so the people aren't seeing what's really going on as their land, as their resources are robbed out from under them and everybody else in the world for a few people to make billions of dollars and sit in their fucking mansions. So each generation grows a little bit more tolerant. But, at the same time, some groups or fringe groups, rebellions if, if you want to call them that, they fight even harder. You might look at it at Star Wars, you know, fighting against these, uh, you know, the tyranny of, you know, the dark side. But it's a real thing. The metaphor is legitimate. But really it's because they don't care about the people. And the people who fight back, the small guy, a lot of them are labeled as fanatics, nutcases, even whole groups that stand up and protest in the middle of the street for something they think is important. They're convinced to be ridiculed or run over. Even Oklahoma just passed a law that said it's okay to drive over protesters if you feel like your life's in danger. I could see that from both sides. I could see where this is going, though. You already can't collect in groups without a permit. There is a, a, a huge movement to stop people from congregating and standing up for their rights. But this has been going on for decades. If the left sees the right doing it, they say they shouldn't be doing this. If the right sees the left doing it, they say the same thing. It's bullshit and it has to stop. I've had to come up with a lot of excuses in my life for the bullshit that I believe. 
And in the end, I've realized I really don't believe it anyway. I don't have any strong beliefs, but my thoughts that liberals have the planet at heart or each other at heart completely shattered. My thoughts that maybe conservatives are just people who want to keep things normal because it's what works, shattered as well. It doesn't matter who you call yourself or what you call yourself. We are individuals. We are people. And some of these fringe groups like Q, they're the ones who just make everybody else look bad. The reality is everybody wants to fight against this kind of corruption. But the same groups who supported, for example, Q, they want to fight against this type of like corruption of youth and children. But all, many of them supported the very president who was friends with the guy who exploited children. Uh, you know, I, I'm just... It's almost like living in a weird dystopian dream that you didn't really think it could be this absurd and that people could actually believe it. That people could support people who they claim are protecting children who are actually probably the ones who are exploiting them the worst. Or people who want to... Uh, suck up to billionaires because they think they're great people. Meanwhile, they're just laughing as they kick you out of your home so they can rent it out to somebody twice as much. You know, a lot of people don't use critical discernment as to what's real and what's not, and that's difficult, even more difficult to do in a world where we don't know what's right and what's wrong. And the idea is what matters, okay? The idea behind a movement behind a group, but not to get sucked in. And to be able to admit that if a group goes beyond what they're stand, they stand for, to call them out on it, just like I do with the protesters, or what they call themselves, the rioters, the BLM, many of the people in that movement, many of the people on the right and the left are turning into complete sniveling morons. And I feel like everyone's just walking along standing up with their virtue signaling and pretending like it's okay to think the way they think, but not any other way. The same way my wife, who is a progressive like me, was harassed on a website the other day for posting something about the lab leak hypothesis about the pandemic and uh, people claiming that she was promoting racism or, you know, somehow supporting the rights assessments. This is bullshit everywhere. People are losing their minds right now. And uh, the future is really up to us. I know that it's the idea that matters on everything, that it's concern versus influence. If we have concern about something, fine, let it go. If we can influence it, it's something we can actually do. And I feel like too many people just want to go online and vent their complaints, but aren't talking about the local issues that really matter. It's the things that they can't prove or disprove. It's hard when you don't want to pick a side because you realize that both sides are totally corrupt, but we're out of time. And that's why I'm talking about it. The future is up to us, and we are out of time. Technology changes everything. One EMP, or a few, placed in the right places, um... You know, a couple of blown transformers could set us back a decade. We depend so much on technology, internet, you know, uh, one solar flare. I mean, not to go into the what ifs, but eventually something's going to happen that's going to set us back a ways. And at that point, 
we're going to have to get back to being human beings and actually talk to one another. To actually walk over to your neighbor's house and say, hey, what's up? We might have different opinions on things, but survival is what really matters here. We become too soft. And it's okay to be tough when you need to be. I guess that's all I've got for today. Thanks for coming along. Just make sure a couple things in my opinion here. Don't be afraid to rethink your beliefs or your values. I know that's really hard for people. Coming out of this stupor that we think we know what's best. It has to happen. Be able to rethink your values and what you think is important and your beliefs and your reality because it's the only way that we as a species are going to survive. Every year we learn new things and we dismiss many of them because they don't coincide with what we would like to believe. And that has to stop. It's childish. It doesn't mean that we can't question these things because, unfortunately, the fact that science is so biased on many counts is just as bad as many of the religious bias. And therefore, once more, the mental illness of society starts to churn and we, we're frustrated because we don't know what to do. And I truly believe, to finalize this, that if we, as a species, if everybody actually had each other's interests at heart, or at least weren't out to harm anyone else or take anyone else's goods, um, if everyone had a certain, the value of allowing and live and let live without exploiting each other, I believe that mental illness would be almost non-existent. I believe it's a byproduct of this bullshit system that we all inhabit and that we're forced into. Therefore, if we want to stop the problems, we have to figure out where to go from here. Maybe that's idealism, but that's really all we got right now. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all next time. Be well. You know, for all my subscribers on... Uh, YouTube, I just posted a video there, and um, for the rest of this on my podcast, I'd like to say thank you to my to my patrons, and say I really appreciate all of you. If you'd like to become a patron, I'll uh, I'll list you on here as well, and uh, I'm gonna read you all off once again, so you can skip this part if you don't care. But these people are what make this channel happen: Kendra Tolliver, Dane, Ken, Deedster. Speciosa, Jordan Vigil, Owen Howell, Trisha Bell, Wellbeing, Charles Castaneda, Sean Schwartzwelder, Violetta Doroshenko, Stephen, Ryan L., Pierre Brew, Josh O'Brien, Robin W., Zelda Zonk, Tim Smith, River Milliken, Adam Manzinson, Matthew Langheim, Matt Hemingway, Jake Dugan, MJ Pritchett, Sean Fitzpatrick, Bill Hunt, Highway Child, Sheen Bob Broderick, Rob Franzen, Chris Morales, Algiridis Vallis, Brianna Rotten, Jake Alberg, Alexander Walpole, Russell E. Mom, Piet Ewings, Riku Elvenen, The Hill and Moon, Mumps, Jordan Peterson, sorry, John Peterson. Ho <laughs> Jordan Peterson is a whole different discussion. Uh, John Peterson, Joshua Nicholson, Don Starnes, Deborah E. Chan, and William Hall. And then to all my old past patrons, early girl, Tammy Compton, Joseph Williams, Laura Frisbee, and a whole other list. I appreciate you all. Thanks for coming along. I guess for the podcast component, it's kind of hard to leave a response, but um, this is why I'm going to post this as well on YouTube. 
and uh, come on over and visit if you'd like. It's uh, Carpo's World of Thoughts. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you all for visiting, and be well.